Superhouse, the podcast that Batman fans are raving about. Bob Kane would surely give them a solid 10 plus. Oh man, something about when I take a shower, my <laughs> they hang lower than normal. Right. What? <laughs> Do they heat up or something? Part of Asia yeah. happens to us all, Master Andrew. Maybe just me. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to Superhouse. I just want to reveal my left one always hangs every tight. time. Your left one hangs higher. Yeah, gotta get that. I can control it. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I can do that too, actually. <laughs> and welcome to Superhouse. We are the Dark Knight podcast you deserve and the one you need right now. I am Ben Wan, the man who knows too much about Batman, and I'm with... I'm a Wolfie Cruz, back at you. And this is Andrew Bush. I'm ready to fucking rock this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> Bat Drew. Batman's identity has now been leaked <laughs> what? on this podcast. <laughs> That's, can't, that can't be true. <laughs> This voice hides everything about me. <laughs> Andrew took a visit to Morgan Freeman's garage this weekend, and that's when he got out of it. Facial recognition does not work only on the lower half of the face just yet <laughs> in Gotham City. <laughs> this mask works great. So we, we I knew added good. the mask, and we also have this, which is a more serious thing that we got, which is Poster of the it. Dark Knight, signed by uh, David Goyer, that I got at a Writers Guild Foundation event uh, many gonna, years ago. I'm gonna hold it the whole time. Okay, all right. Ben said it's gonna look better this way. Yeah, it's an, <laughs> it's an upgrade. All right, so, he's <laughs> holding it in fantastic. front of his face. By the way, <laughs> this is amazing. He reframed it just so. <laughs> <laughs> I framed it just so it could. This block framing his works face. out works out better, <laughs> this man. This is I amazing. Think. Nope. <laughs> okay, but uh, yeah, I went to this event. And asked David Goyer himself about a couple things. One of them being uh, Jake Gyllenhaal auditioned for Batman. Like, how was his audition like? And uh, Goyer was not helpful whatsoever in describing <laughs> that to me at all. He was like, "Did he tell you how much women want to just fuck Hulk? Remember that?" No, shit? He, this was before. This is like right before that. I okay. think <laughs> it was like right before that. But he he was. Like, yeah, like, they're both great actors, and, like, he had a good audition. I'm just like, that tells me absolutely nothing, but okay. <laughs> and then I asked him in the elevator, I, I said, hey, there's a rumor that uh, you had to convince Chris Nolan to uh, give Scarecrow a mask. Is that true? And he's like, well, I didn't have to convince him. I just had to, like, describe what the, the purpose <laughs> of the mask could be and maybe turn it into a gas mask thing. So I'm like, okay, that makes a little bit more sense, because otherwise it's getting ridiculous. Like... He had to explain to Nolan why he needed the utility belt, as we covered in the Batman Begins. Idiot! Time. <laughs> He's just desperate to make a new Bond movie. <laughs> so I just want to make James Bond, but I'll never forget. Give. I'll never forgive Goyer for Zigzag starring Wesley Snipes. I didn't even see that. It's terrible. You're the only person in the world that's seen <laughs> that. Probably has. I don't think Goyer's seen that. He skipped the premiere. On Wait, that so one. you you don't you don't you won't forgive him for that, but you'll forgive him for Blade Trinity. Oh right, that one too sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I actually never saw, shitty that. Movie. <laughs> never saw that. One. But I guess he had a hand in the crow somewhat, didn't he? Uh, no, not the original crow. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just had Did a he hand write in Citizen these. Kane? Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he was supposed to do uh, another Count of Monte Cristo. He did work on Birth of a Nation, bro. What? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. He had to explain why blackface was so important to the director. 
It's like that's where I had to convince him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he actually wasn't racist. He was <laughs> oh, Goyer really? the whole time. <laughs> Goyer, Makes please sense. come on to Super House someday. <laughs> yeah, he's really going to want to come on now. Uh, the invite is set. <laughs> we are, as you could already already tell, in part three of uh, the Dark Knight comics versus movie. And where we left off, the score was, I believe, it's right here. two a to tie, two. two to two. And if we add up the points from the previous episode, it was four to four. So it's six to six right now. I just want to apologize that we ended last episode with soccer scores. I know that we're American, but <laughs> slow get. scoring game, man. Fuck that shit. Yes. <laughs> So now Hockey. we're going to add up. <laughs> Hockey. We have well, plenty of other cool. stuff to go over for the rest of this episode on The Dark Knight. Wait, what was it? It was 6 to 6. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, Thank dude. you for paying attention. 6 you, to 6. Do you okay. cross it at the 5? You cross you, it at the, at the 4. You, at the, yes, you cross it at the 4 to yes. turn it into the 5. That's correct. That shit yes. looks cool. There we go. What do you call these hash marks? What is it called? Uh, I believe they're called tally marks. Tally marks. 6-6 six, six right now. So, we'll see. It could be anybody's game still. So, let's just dive in. We left off where the Joker got caught uh, by Gordon, who, surprise, surprise, is still alive after faking his death. We got you, son, son of, of a bitch. bitch. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so they and then everybody's in. like... <laughs> standing was very helpful to me that the day. Theater, <laughs> even though I was like, nobody bought the fact that Commissioner Gordon was dead because he wasn't <laughs> even the commissioner yet. So... They're like... <gasps> <laughs> What? The mayor <laughs> The mayor does give him the commissioner title when they bring the Joker in, so no finally Gordon becomes Commissioner Gordon. Uh, and we got you, son of a bitch. <laughs> you you love that. that line. Well, wow. <laughs> he says it with such good effect. <laughs> such vive. It is Gary Oldman. So Dude, you can make what? a whole Gordon movie with that guy. And he'd be like, oh, my stomach hurts. I got a headache. <laughs> it's him now. What? It's like an older Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no, this is like post Dark Knight Rises. The Harley where Quinn. Where he doesn't have anybody. <laughs> the Harley Quinn oh, Gordon. Yeah. That's the one I want to see. The, or from oh, the, yeah, yeah. From the animated Chris series. Maloney's. I want to see I heard Gary Oldman awesome. come back. Everybody says it's awesome. It's so funny. Yeah, well, I only saw the first episode. This is great. No, he's, he's, he's amazing. He's basically a caffeine addicted Gordon. <laughs> Who is like spastic and it's all depressed and all shit, depressed just always depressed. fucking up. He's oh, he invites wow. Gordon over to his place for a barbecue, and Batman's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but this Gordon, and, uh, this Gordon hears word that Harvey Dent and Rachel have. Well, no, that only Harvey Dent has been ca- kidnapped because uh, we don't find out that Rachel's been kidnapped yet. Spoilers for a twelve-year-old movie. But <laughs> Rachel he brings Batman. Uh, secretly into the interrogation room, we presume, and we have the big interrogation scene. So even though we've seen Batman and Joker Woo! face off, this is technically this is more a bigger event. It feels in terms of the big uh, talk between the two of them. If there's any comic book inspiration here, it seems like there's a bit of the Killing Joke in the opening, and where because there's not a lot of times where we see an actual uh, conversation between the two of them in like a room, like an interrogation room. This is when that movie goes motherfucking crackerjack. Is this the good cop, good bad cop routine? <laughs> no, fucked exactly. it up. <laughs> Sorry, fucked it up. Uh, they, but it's also Nolan's favorite scene. He said, "Right, that's just it's good. his favorite yeah. scene in the movie." Yeah, in the movie, yeah. and some people relate it to Heat with the yeah, yeah, yeah. Near, you know, when yeah. like, right. "You are going down." But yeah. in this part, quit being a different. <laughs> it's a little different because he's been caught, and we have like these mind games going on. Uh, if I had. A small nitpick, I kind of wish it was the reverse lighting-wise. 
Oh, okay. Because I like the dark lit scene in the Killing Joke, right. and it seemed weird to me that, that it's like cool. is now it's a flat lit <laughs> room uh, with yeah, Batman yeah. and Joker in it. I'm like, yeah, should have switched that. Plus, it would have been more shocking. Imagine if it's like it's a brightly lit room. Gordon leaves, then he turns the lights off, and you're like, what? And then suddenly Batman appears, <laughs> and you're like, wait, how did he get in? And that's just part of him being. It's my ninja skills. <laughs> I love that he just smashes his head on the table yes. says his entrance. <laughs> Dude, never start with that. So, uh, what's interesting is there's a small paraphrase of a Grant Morrison line from The Clown at Midnight, which is like one of the more obscure Batman comics that they drew off of that Heath Ledger definitely read because a lot of the uh, parts from The Clown at Midnight where Joker lists out the things that make him laugh, uh, Heath actually wrote all those things into his Joker diary oh, shit. when he was trying to prepare for the role. So, the whole part about, like, I don't want to kill you, what would I do without you? In the comic, he says, I could never kill you. Where would the act be without my straight man? Mm-hmm. So... It's a similar sentiment, it's a similar line yeah. uh, in this. That's something that seems to like s- kind of follow the thread of Batman and the Joker, that mm-hmm. idea, like, we'll be doing this forever. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like they, yeah. In the uh, Joker's five-way revenge, the, that was like the first story in the 70s that established Jokers as like this homicidal maniac. There's a scene where he knocks out Batman, and he's like, I could totally unmask him right now. I could totally kill him. But then he's just like, this is lame, though. Like this is not the way that I would want to do it. And then he <laughs> leaves him alive just so that they can continue the game because he's just like... Oh, right. Uh, Steve Englehart also wrote something similar in Dark Detective where he wrote, like, he's my perfect foe. If I was able to defeat him, then he'd be my imperfect foe. <laughs> so <laughs> he just wants he'd this dance to continue going back and forth. So. It's like that Nolan thing about being so thematic. Like, it's the unstoppable force and the immovable object. Right. Like, they're the yin and the yang. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're embodiments of these very big ideas and it's something that no one excels at like he uh, like we said last time he sucks at humor but he excels at this exact <laughs> this exact thing yes. which is why they they these two forces do need each other the mm-hmm. yin and the yang does need each other yeah you know what i mean yeah so at least for this movie for this movie yeah and joker's Whoa. down <laughs> oh shit <laughs> Batman has now killed the Joker. <laughs> killed Superman in the comics recently or something too? In, uh, in Superman in kills Batman in the comics. Recently. Recently he killed Batman in the comics? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about it another time. Right. We got some Superman deep dives coming at you. Yeah. But uh, as the resident Asian of Superhouse, I do have to say... <laughs> what? I got uh, a beef. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. the math I don't this- see color <laughs> The math in this movie doesn't always add up. <laughs> I thought you were good at calculation. Jo- yeah, Lau's good at calculation, but the rest of the movie, not so much. Joker says to Batman, you let five people die. Ugh, certainly and then, is. yeah, you can take off the Batman mask. Oh, <laughs> I didn't okay. think you would have to wear it the Woo, whole time. I'm back. I'm actually uh, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> okay, anyway. Bruce Bush. So Bruce jo- Bush. Joker tells Batman, you let five people die, but then when Joker's taunting the cop later on, the cop says, you killed six of my friends. And I was like... Wait, five. Who are we counting here in this? And there's another instance later on where that happens. So I always thought that was kind of funny. Hmm. Uh, but oh, this goes six, six. Yeah, 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 and then yeah, yeah. He does. He mouths mouth six. six. Yes, goddamn, I <laughs> Which love is, that. It's a great uh, way to do it from yeah. from Ledger. Yeah. Uh, but I always always kind of like wait. He said five people. It, this is not something you catch on the first viewing. It's when you see it multiple times. Yeah. Like, you know, nerds like us, where you're just like, wait a minute. When you know every line of this, then you start make, asking questions. But oh, man. One more and more I think about this, it's just like, God damn, he's one of the best movie villains of all fucking time. <laughs> he is. Uh, and God damn, man. This whole idea of him wanting to get caught and 
the getting interrogated and there's some other plan going on ended up inspiring so many different movies afterwards. They Loki stole and Avengers one. Loki and Avengers one. Benedict Cumberbatch and Star Trek Into right. Darkness, Javier Bardem and Skyfall. They're just like, he wanted to get caught. I'm just yeah. like, okay, at this point, if you catch your villain halfway through the movie, yeah. I'm going to guess he wanted to get caught. So it got really old after a while. But in 2008, it was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. He wanted this shit. But I have, to credit, I have to credit that plot point to the comics, actually, because a lot of the Joker, the sequence of Joker in the GCPD is very much drawing off of a Gotham Central arc. Okay. Uh, that is, I don't think they've ever cited it in uh, the in like reporting it, but there's a there's a story called Soft Targets by Ed Brubaker, Greg Rucka, and drawn by Michael Lark, and the whole thing is about there's this sniper who's taking out the mayor and different politicians, and you see it from the cost perspective being just like who is it? We got to track this guy down, and then. Uh, when they start to put the pieces together, one cop is like, oh, my God, and he goes up to the, the top to turn on the bat signal, turns on the bat signal, and then a bullet shatters the bat signal, and Batman tackles the cop so he doesn't get killed. And oh, Batman's shit. like, it's Joker. Uh, oh, and shit. Joker's the sniper. Uh, and <laughs> That's pretty cool. You're saying like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the second to last issue where they're, like, trying to figure out how to catch this guy, one of the cops, like, is about to go home, and then he's, he hears a voice, and he turns around, and it's Joker, who's just saying hi to him. And he beats the shit out of him, and he arrests him <laughs> and throws him into the interrogation room. And that's where we get some similarities here. So mm-hmm. okay. in both The Dark Knight and in Soft Targets, Joker deliberately gets himself caught. In the original comic, it was so that um, everybody would feel like, okay, the sniper's out. Everybody can go Christmas shopping now. Okay. But in reality, he had kept a hostage in a shopping mall. So once he is actually caught, more people go to the shopping malls to shop, and then he can unload the bomb oh, and blow damn. people up and everything. See, that's so good. <laughs> so, I feel like in these yeah. times, it's going to make some moron like actually do this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's so good and realistic. That's like we need to talk line. about Kevin. Yeah. The, the Gotham Central stories uh, like all specialize in like a more realistic take mm-hmm. on, yeah. on the Gotham yeah. stuff because cool. Joker doesn't actually kill anybody with his Joker toys and stuff that we talked about in the first episode. Did any of that He's, bleed into Gotham at all? In, like, uh, the a little bit. Kind of yeah, a little thing? bit. Not as much as I think a lot of the Gotham Central fans yeah. had wanted, yeah. uh, but I, I, the idea of it's the GCPD versus supervillains and Batman's not really around, mm-hmm. I think definitely got conveyed in that. So... In both versions, you have a very similar idea of Joker wanting to get caught. And then there's also another cop who tries to beat him up in the interrogation room. Mm-hmm. And he turns the tables on him and, and, <laughs> and escapes into the bullpen. <laughs> so I know you're going to enjoy this. <laughs> just have to enjoy it a little bit more. He was way I out just of want, yeah. <laughs> Way off base. Saying, yeah, he's like, damn it. <laughs> Police brutality didn't uh, turn out so well in this case. <laughs> But Give it, him whatever he wants. Please don't kill me. Gotham Please. cops now wear uh, chest cameras. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want my phone call. Yeah. <laughs> that was another great comedic moment. Again, like Joker, yeah. despite being really frightening, is also really scary. I mean, he's really hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The opposite yeah. of scary. He's, he's hilarious. He's having his way this. with these normies, yeah. man. Yeah. You have all these rules. <laughs> and you think that they'll save you. The, the humor, agree. the best humor from the movie doesn't come from these Michael Bay-esque action quips that we right. yeah. were talking yeah. about in the last oh, one. No. They come from the Joker. So 
I love that that was an idea because I was kind of skeptical going in because they scarred up his face and everything. I'm just like, eh, I don't know if they're just going to turn him into some sort of jigsaw type serial killer yeah. villain. But thankfully, they stayed true to that personality. He's funny okay. throughout. Yeah. yeah, he's funny. The pencil throughout. disappearing like sets the tone for his sense yeah. of humor because yeah. it's like yeah. deadly. <laughs> yeah. Also, Which... one fun trivia fact: for a movie that's this violent and intense, there's no blood. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm pointing out there's All no the, blood yeah. in the movie, or like Gamble's death. You know. <clears throat> yeah. Even though Michael J. White was talking about how there wasn't, or an on, or he would think he, he was going to be was, in it, wasn't blah, blah, really blah. dead. Yeah. That just. In the end of everything, the way that that whole scene came together is like pretty fucking jarring. You yeah, know? you kind yeah. of and then just imagine it, breaking yeah. the pool cue and just leaving those images to your imagination. Yeah, that's how it's better it. than showing it. Yeah, yeah, it's Definitely. true. It's true. That's how you do it. I do wonder if they were leaving Michael J. White alive so that he would have a fight with Batman because you got like that would have been tight. You got He's like a sub martial artist, right? <laughs> known right. martial artist actor. Oh, he was waiting. I'm like, for come it. on, like that could have been cool, but oh well. He got to be Bronze Tiger in the Arrowverse, so yes, he got to do right. something. Yeah. So Michael J. White's yeah, great. He's cool. But uh, in the what's the difference between soft targets and the Dark Knight is that uh, Batman actually does make it to the <laughs> to the uh, place that blows up in time to save the hostages. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, for sure. He almost automatically <laughs> beats the, the movie version, but I understand they had to pave the way for the Two-Face origin, mm-hmm. which is what we are going into next. So the next big difference between the comics and the movie is, of course, the origin of Two-Face. In the comics, the original uh, idea was that in the courthouse, Harvey Dent was prosecuting Boss Maroney, and Boss Maroney threw acid in his face, and despite Batman's attempt to intervene, uh, literally in the courtroom, in the Batman suit, uh, <laughs> <laughs> despite Never his attempt to intervene, uh, I got here as fast as I could. Harvey got hit with the acid. He's still got his tie on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Damn it. It was too late. <sighs> But we yeah. have so many villains who just show up someplace <laughs> on time. Yeah, and, and that's the original version, and it's been in all sorts of different yeah. uh, retellings in, of the comics. In Batman Forever as well is pretty much Batman the same Forever had the one hundred percent true adaptation okay. to the Silver right, Age version. Right, right. Uh, but <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones, yeah, <laughs> the most one-dimensional <sighs> villain I think yeah. we've covered so far. Uh, yeah, he was coked out of his mind. <laughs> yeah, it was. He yeah, Riddler, to Jim Carrey. Riddler yeah. being pretty decent, and then and then Tommy Lee Jones. I mean, he's a good actor, but god damn. Yeah. I it's do fantastic. wonder if they should have just replaced him with just a more generic villain. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think part of it is because... The Pharaoh? It's Two-Face. Oh. King Tut? King Tut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, King Tut. I don't know Technically, anything. there's the duality there, because remember, they wanted <laughs> to stay true. true the duality. That's true. And, uh, you know, 1995, they could have gotten away with the whole cultural appropriation thing a little mm-hmm. better. Than today, as we talked about <laughs> in the if, Batman What if they make thing. King Tut about cultural appropriation now? Because he is a villain. Yeah. And I don't know how they would make that um, villainous, like evil. Well, yeah, because it, it's not that he deliberately, it's not like he's evil because he takes advantage of the culture. He just thinks that he's King Tut because he got hit on the head <laughs> and developed <laughs> this alternate personality. So. People are like, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. That's not cool. And I think just, the bigger <laughs> issue is him committing crimes, not because he really likes Egyptian Why aren't you Rami Malek? <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing, though. <laughs> Rami Malek as King Tut. <laughs> he was, actually, wasn't he? In the uh, Night of the Museum? So he would just have to be... You think uh, he's played some Egyptian roles? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. I think he that. was King Tut in Night in the Muse- at the Museum, but I'll have to check. I didn't see those movies. I won't. have any either. <laughs> yeah. but it's, in- a, like, it's a, for kids, and I know we watch kids shit with like Batman stuff, but there's a line that's like, eh, I don't know if I want to watch that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> 
But it, it in the original comic, he got hit with the acid, and the plastic surgeon, as we covered in, in that episode, uh, you weren't there, Wolfie, but the plastic surgeon wasn't around to do it because the surgeon that they wanted was, uh, it was 1942, so he was in a concentration camp. Mm. Um, so because of Hitler, Two-Face is born. Harvey Dent decides to become Two-Face, and he, he takes a knife, and he carves the other side of Moroni's coin. It was originally Moroni's uh, coin. Uh, oh, yeah. Into a scarred one, and decides mm-hmm. to uh, tempt fate, or say that morality is now up in the hands of fate. So that's how he becomes Two-Face. In the movie, of course, there's a different version uh, that has a lot of t- thematic ties even before he becomes Two-Face. So apparently his nickname among internal affairs is Harvey Two-Face. Yeah, I uh, liked that. It was yeah. a nice touch. Yeah. They call him that because they feel like he was backstabbing him because he was t- putting away so many corrupt cops. Right. Uh, so that was cool. Um, the idea of being obsessed with a 50-50 chance comes from how Batman and the cops had a 50-50 chance in saving either him or Rachel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. there's that. And then the coin. That's cool. I one of the, that. Yeah, one of the best scenes with Harvey in it with no dialogue is when he uh, wakes up in the hospital and he sees the coin. And when he turns it over, he sees the scars on it. That's when he realizes Rachel's dead. Yeah. Because right. he remembers he gave Rachel! her the coin. Yeah. <laughs> We'll get into that later. <laughs> he remembers he gave her the coin, Rachel. and then he that's where he just goes nuts. Uh, so the coin not just represents his new morality, but also represents his loss mm-hmm. as oh, a character. Yeah, that's yeah, good. So, And then, of course, the scarring comes because he was trying to escape and fell <laughs> accidentally doused half his face in gasoline. Yeah. And then the yeah. place blew up, and he got hit with a fire because Batman let him too close to where it was the explosion. We had that horrific shot of him just in slow motion with the fire burning ah, his flesh. Yeah. But so it, was, good. it was good. And they, 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 I could smell that scene. The, ga- <laughs> yeah. the gasoline yeah. and yeah. the fire. Just yeah. like, yeah. fuck, dude. For sure. For sure. If but, I ever get disfigured, I'm evil right away. <laughs> <laughs> right away. You're going Sith, baby. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Give me all the money. I hate you. <laughs> no, that's a different franchise. I like how there's also the line earlier where he's like, I make my own luck. Yeah. But then that also paints a picture of how deep his like um, determination is to have things go his way. Yeah. Like with that that insane criminal when he's just like he's gonna go with whatever it is and he's pretty sure he may like he makes his own luck he's pretty sure he's gonna kill that guy right and well he's pretty sure he's not gonna kill the guy because he says if it's tails then well, you okay. die yeah. and he knows it's never gonna or yeah tails, the, 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 the psychosis the yeah. psychosis there how e- how easily swayed he is by just well, that yeah. idea that's why later yeah. on Joker's like you had plans look where that <laughs> led you. so that's how he turns into two face. <laughs> But uh, this is not the first time we've seen an explosion create uh, Two-Face in the 1950s comics when uh, they brought Two-Face back. Because originally in the Golden Age, Two-Face got cured and he got his face back and Mm. he lived happily ever after with his wife. Ooh, that's a hard pill to swallow a second time. (laughs) (laughs) In the 1950s, there's a story Two-Face strikes again. And that was the first time they called him Harvey Dent because beforehand he was Harvey Kent. And then they were just like, we've used Kent too much. We got Clark yeah. Kent. Kent Allard was the shadow. So let's Harvey let's Dent's mother is also named Mary. Martha, yeah. Mar- I mean, Martha. Uh, I fucked that one up. It's like only one guy working at DC at the time. Martha Kent. That's all his immediate yeah. family. So Two-Face strikes again. Harvey sees these uh, criminals create an act. And he's like, as a former district attorney, i got to stop this. And he goes in. And instead, there's an explosion that blows off half his face. And he's like, I'm Two-Face again. This is meant to happen. I will it's build my destiny. forever. <laughs> So that was the first time an explosion yeah. happened. And then, of course, Harvey Dent in the Batman animated series uh, was caught in an explosion that I blew love off that. half his face. 
animation and that moment when he lands on the bridge and that thing blows just as the ragdoll. Yeah. Like animation of the whole thing. And it's then Conroy's so visceral, yeah, man. Conroy's reaction when he's when he turns him he's like, Harvey. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Your face is so ugly. <laughs> Did he say that? You'll never get laid. <laughs> okay. No, he says it's Harvey. No. Okay, okay. All he says is, oh. You know who I did love, though, was. <laughs> You'll never get laid. What was it? Sugar and Spice? In, two, in Batman Forever? That was a good part of that movie. Yeah. Oh, you like those women on that thing, man, boy? Like that. More so of Spice, I'd if say. If I was him, yeah. Definitely spice. I have to see him yeah, again spice to really for judge. Sure. Spice yeah. for sure. Yeah. Originally, they were called Leather and Lace in the in the script, Ooh, but I think they thought Clive it was Barker's mean. Batman. They thought they were too suggestive, I guess. So it was sugar and spice. Um, but yeah, you like Maroni. women to sit on. <laughs> Never mind. You you said the porn of episode. You like women to sit on your face or some shit until I'm dead. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just smash me. Okay. You can uh, send those DMs over to Wolfie Cruz <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> Currently only employed <laughs> part time. Yes. Uh, <laughs> His face is available. <laughs> Just and spice if you're still there. Till there's no more oxygen. We should maybe contact those act, act, actresses, actors, whatever. What, Drew Barrymore. <laughs> was that was that who it was? Drew Barrymore. Man, I can't remember the stuff. Who <laughs> no, was the she other was one? There? Debbie Mazar. We can probably contact her. Debbie, Debbie Mazar. Mazar. Let's yeah, get on yeah. Debbie. Come on. Debbie, yeah. come on. The, come on the podcast and sit on Wolfie's face. Yes, Wolfie's available. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we've already been a bit too much already. Uh, Everything's <laughs> coming up Millhouse. But in in the original comic, uh, it was Boss Maroney. Boss Maroney's main purpose has always been to throw the acid in Harvey's face. And so it was interesting that in the movie, it was almost like he was there as a red herring, where he didn't really have much of a role. He kind of right. knew mm-hmm. he was connected to the cops who then helped out Joker's plan. It's a very small connection, mm-hmm. but he's a part of that. The influence factor is there, yeah. though, how people viewed this up-and-coming district attorney fearless Yeah character and how quickly he could fall yeah. yeah that was cool thematically yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but Moroni in the live action adaptations with this and in Gotham he showed up in Gotham uh, to also not throw acid in Harvey Dent's face whatsoever yeah. so it's interesting how they're just like let's adapt this character but not actually do the part that he's supposed to do in right here. Uh, but in this they, movie, they should have threw it, and he should have dodged it. <laughs> well, that, I think that's what they're trying to reference Psych, in the beginning when the guy pulls the gun on him. Okay, and, he, and he's like, oh, "I recommend yeah. you buy American." Like, I think that's oh, pretty yeah. much that's probably that's yeah. a reference, like yeah. American Acid. No, it's talking about the gun. No, I know. <laughs> I don't get. Anyways, they should have had Acid first. He dodges it, and, and then, then the he tries gun, the gun, and then he karate chops him. <laughs> but also, the Joker in this scene, we've already gotten to the point where we're in the we're in the hospital bed, right? Uh, I mean, we, we're jumping ahead, but yeah, we're talking about Two Faces' origin oh, in right. general. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Well, jo- I mean, Joker essentially has something to do with his creation, like yeah, in this movie. Yeah, it's a, he has know, a big his hand mental in, state in the creation. Yeah, and it's kind of feel it, it plays in it to again the theme of Joker trying to bring somebody down to his level. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. And he succeeds with Harvey, yes. but does not succeed with, of course, Gotham or the Batman himself. Batman himself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he succeeds with Two-Face, and that's that's exactly what, uh, yeah. that's all he needed, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the Two-Face origin, then, comics versus movie. Mm. Let's start the competition, starting with Andrew. Uh, <laughs> comics, I guess. Really? I like I liked this one, though. I like this one a lot. You, why, What do you prefer about the comic? origin of Two-Face then? Uh, so you prefer the acid in the face in the courtroom? Uh, yeah, maybe I do. I think I do. Interesting. They yeah. both carry a lot of meaning. and I mean, mm-hmm. I guess that's the point of yeah. like adapting and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
That's the tough call, actually. I've been pretty, like, stalwart about my points on the other things, but this is tough. Well, Andrew says comics, so, yeah. Wolfie, what do you say? I think I'm going to stick with the movie on this one. Because that, like you said, that right. shot where he's like, ah, it is all, it's awesome. That. He's like <laughs> spitting awesome. the gasoline up and stuff. It was just really good. And yeah. then, you know, seeing, I knew Rachel was going to die. And, you know, yeah. nice you know what? Maybe like, I should change. I feel like I'm being convinced the other way. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, here's what's interesting. They're great. Is, uh, my vote is actually for the movie. I know yeah. it's shocking because yeah. a lot of times <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, it's always the comics. Yeah. <laughs> but in this one, I'm just like, you had a cool explanation for Two Face. You had a cool explanation for at least the scarring of the coin yeah. and what its representation and the idea of 50-50. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into the hospital scene later, but in terms of just the scarring itself, and it also it just seems to be more plausible that the gasoline thing is what scarred half his face as opposed to acid just half yeah. I'm going movie. He convinced me. All right, Peer so, pressure maybe, but I, yeah, yeah, the movie. All right. Movie That's wins true. when it comes to Now that I think about it, it's not so personal the the that original con- right because uh, you know it, what I mean it's 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 gang violence essentially yeah like Maroney's never really a big like he he doesn't he's not that big of an emotional um, trigger yeah. this has a bigger emotional beat in yeah this movie. when it's Joker doing this specifically this because if it was Joker throwing the acid in the courtroom I'd just be like eh, okay yeah whatever but yeah. in this version because of how it's set up with the 50-50 chance of whether you save like Dent or Rachel and uh, how the scarring happens and how the coin gets marred yeah. and how like Harvey's just like you know that name they called me in internal affairs Say it! So like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, like, I understand. I understand. I get this. Say it! Say it! That was scary. Yeah, everybody yeah. jumped in the theater. That was the, probably the only time that you were scared that had nothing to do with Heath Ledger. Yeah. That's the, true. In the movie. That's true. So, that is uh, true. Harvey, funny enough, Harvey Two Face, the only other time he's been called that is Batman Forever. So, there's some interesting tie ins oh, to yeah. Batman Forever in The Dark Knight. Even if they probably weren't yeah. trying to be deliberate about it's just it, just kind of things that come with the lineage and like yeah. popular culture's understanding of yeah, I of mean the character. I, I think it, it makes sense as a nickname because of the fact that in Batman Forever is just like he used to be really famous as Harvey Dent, so yeah, it makes mm-hmm. sense to keep the Harvey part of it. And in this one, calling him Two Face behind his back or Harvey Two Face behind his back also makes sense mm-hmm. because he wasn't like scarred yet he wasn't two-faced yet yeah uh, i love how it goes along with his his break too like how mm-hmm. he's just like full-on gonna do terrible shit when he um when gordon's like i'm sorry and he's like what does he say something like you're you will be no you're here. not no you're not, not yet not yet yeah <laughs> like, oh dude he's pissed i also i i know i've criticized the visual designs on on these uh podcast on the movie but Two-Face mm-hmm. 1 I was pleasantly surprised because I honestly yeah. thought they were going to do some bullshit just like he's got like a burn right on like his his one part of his it's cheek and that's like, it yeah. but instead they went full out and even CG'd yeah. it yeah. so I'm like okay I give you props for that yeah. like you actually went full out with the scars and it wasn't just some bullshit of just like I have a burn right here <laughs> so it therefore looked, I'm Two-Face it looked great yeah. it was really it fit yeah. in this universe so yeah. well yeah. It, man. it does seem to uh, sort of tie into the long Halloween design that Tim mm-hmm. Sale did because of the fact that in that version he doesn't have any hair a lot yeah. of versions have right. hair like in the and in it's the kind of frazzled right 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 yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but it went down. It even went down to the bone. This yeah. is a serious burn thing. victim. Yeah. Here. yeah, I like when he he like wipes his mouth after taking that shot. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. So grotesque, man. Yeah, There's it was the, good. The only it thing was I was good. missing is his tongue just like sliding <laughs> out for a second. <laughs> oh, that's true. Sucks it back in. Too realistic. <laughs> okay, yeah. How are you not getting an infection? <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in the how it should have been series. Dousing himself. Yeah, in, in the how it should have been in series. Gordon's just like, how are you speaking so clearly? And yeah. Two Face is like, I don't know. I should just be like. <laughs> Which in some cases wasn't that far off from what he was saying, but still. Yeah. It, this is probably the closest, though, that we got to a death in the family on film with Rachel's death. Right. You know, there's an explosion, just like how Jason Todd got blown up. Uh, there's no crowbar. Wow, that would have been brutal. Pink! <laughs> on on Maggie's the one yeah. female. You can see Heath Ledger doing it, though. Yeah. yeah. Heath Ledger Joker. Well, he's, he's beats Batman with a pipe in the, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. In the finale, so that's, that's the closest. That I, some, I've seen some uh, fan editors edit Heath doing that. And oh, shit. And cut it together with, like, a Robin to make it look like he's beating up Robin oh, uh, in that type of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, this is this is the closest we'll get to a death in the family in the Dark Knight universe with, with Rachel's right. death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and an interesting touch is that when uh, Alfred uh, bring has that conversation with Bruce and Bruce is, like, unmasked and he's sitting and he's all sad Batman and stuff. Yeah. Uh, the scene deliberately plays out the same way as the scene in Batman Begins when Alfred is comforting Bruce after the death of his parents. The music is exactly the same. Oh, shit. And they both start off with Alfred being like, I prepared a little breakfast or a yeah. little supper in that. And Bruce doesn't say anything, and he's about to turn away. And then I Bruce can't eat right Alfred. now. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they both, they're structured the same exact way. Right. So it's supposed to symbolize the loss in both cases and that the loss of Rachel is also the same type of hit to him as the loss of his parents. Rachel! Rachel! But uh, in this this case, he has to relive it, but also, as Alfred tells him, Gotham just has to settle for you now because Harvey's in the hospital and you can't quit as Batman right right right. now because they need you. He has to wait until after this movie's done. Yes, he has to quit afterwards. Yes. Uh, Quitter. And that leads into the next... We'll we'll have a whole episode on that. (laughs) This leads into Joker... like I'm a total quitter. Talking to to the Chechen in the warehouse in a great scene where he says, all you care about is money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, he burns the mob money, which is a reference to the long Halloween where Batman and Harvey Dent did the same thing. Set out my philosophy for the last, like, what? how long has this movie been out? 2008. Yeah. Yeah, for the last 12 years, just been Don't care about ideologically me. Joker. <laughs> I burn a few dollar bills. <laughs> Every day. Every day. <laughs> That's what that burning smell was when it came in. Uh, I'm you setting up an Indiegogo. Uh, <laughs> Got to meet Ryan me- next month. You want to donate go- money. A GoFundMe to my... <laughs> but that scene is so good. <laughs> Slides down the pile of money. Yeah, and also another thing is Lau is on that pile of money. <laughs> yeah. yes, he gets he is, burned to yes. death and doesn't... This must be like it's such a special like, skills of Lau's part, but he says nothing when he gets burned in oh, yeah. kind of like a sleight of hand distraction too, because once yeah. you finally get that way after the fact, like it took years to be like, oh shit, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty clever, you know, yeah. like that's yeah. So, so good. Uh, Lau's dead now. It sets up a lot about Joker's motives too. I mean, I mean, you might have probably already know already at this point, but it just really solidifies it that this guy is on another level. Right. He doesn't care. Like, all the, the gangs, they all care about money. That's it. He says, I and only burned my house. He's really... <laughs> he's the whole He thing. really is about... That's one of the few things he says that's really true is that he really is about his message, whatever that right. is. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's, is, try, he's trying to prove a point. Yeah. That's it. It also shows his changeability because remember in the mob 
conference scene. He's just like, if you're good at something, never do it for free. Yeah, yeah. sounds like hints at something, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then it just turns out that he's just conning them the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So that's the ever-changeability <laughs> of the Joker. Just like beforehand, he's just like, Batman must take off his mask and turn himself in. And then during this whole sequence, he's just like, yeah, I'm not going to let this lawyer guy out Batman. Right. So uh, somebody kill him for me or I blow right. up the hospital. Yeah, I love how that kept, like like he said, he's all, he's just ahead of the curve. You yeah. know, and like he kept changing his mind curve. about stuff. Yeah. And he's like, mm, maybe you try you know, this. Yeah. Like, I don't care about that right. anymore. Well, this shows, yeah, it's such a great portrayal of the Joker and his changeability. Yeah. So I can't I, get over it. I really love the sequence <laughs> where he puts the hit out on Coleman Reese. Uh, it's such a small sequence, but uh, one of the things I love about it is it's one of the few times I think that we see Bale as like the smartest man in the room type Batman. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. he drives around and he knows all the names of all the police officers. He's like, I see O'Brien and O'Malley over there, so I know it's yeah. not them. And I'm yeah. just like, Jesus, this guy clearly knows like every he's that tracked cool. every police officer and then the way that he saves Reese in the whole thing is just it's just ace it's it's been yeah. you know, how he crashes yeah. his lamborghini and then he just pretend he plays dumb to gordon he's like you think i should go to a hospital yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like that. you don't watch news very yeah, much do yeah. you, Mr. Wayne? that was when, good that's that was one of really the good. non-joker yeah. laugh moments that really yeah. pays off yeah you like the dumb out. rich bruce wayne yeah. that i you know could have stood to see a little bit more of that because you only really see him like with the ladies and like looking yeah like, cool yeah I like the daft Bruce Wayne. It's such a contrast. I, like I think the, it's one of the best. Uh, the detective aspect. One of the best Bruce scenes in this, yeah. this movie. <laughs> in the whole <laughs> trilogy, probably. In the whole trilogy. Yeah, in the whole trilogy. Probably. But yeah. Aside from the origin stuff and Begins. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole yeah, trilogy yeah, yeah. in terms yeah. of like Batman in his prime. Because we didn't know it at the time. But apparently this is like Batman in his prime in this movie. Yes. Uh, yes, this is it is. Yeah. Pure Batman in his prime is, is this detective moment. So I'd say that's a more impressive detective moment to me than the fucking bullet in the wall that we talked about in the last episode. You know, when you explain the shell thing, yeah. oh my god, dude, it's like totally wrong. <laughs> yeah. Goyer's, less, Goyer, I mean, a lot of people have a problem with Goyer, but I'm sure he's a smart guy, and the fucking, uh, Nolan's obviously a smart guy. How did this, how did this happen? Because nobody knows what guns were, which I guess is a good thing, but fucking nerds, in the bro. plausibility of this world, not so much. Don't know fucking shit about guns. So this does bring <laughs> us into the hospital scene that we were referencing earlier. So Joker cross-dresses into being Nurse Joker. Uh, over here, which I know is one of Andrew's favorites. Very progressive. I actually did like it, and Grant Morrison likes to bring up that he did this first, and I think he did do it first in uh, Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum, he wrote it into the script. They didn't let him do it in the actual oh, comic. That's but he, wrote it. he described it in the script as, quote, he is dressed as Madonna. This is the script for Arkham Asylum, by the way, not the script for The Dark Knight. In Grant Morrison's script for Arkham Asylum, A Serious House on Serious Earth, he says, quote, he is dressed as Madonna in a black... Basque or Basque or something? I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know eh, it's the uh, it's the uh, torpedo Seeing titties, tights, and lace-up stiletto boots from Open Your Heart video. His face is a grinning horror mask of powder and paint. His eyes are heavily made up with coal eyeliner, mascara, and false eyelashes. His lips are screaming scarlet, and his skin is whiter than bone. So that was Morris's description. That's awesome. Yeah. So I do I do love this Joker. Yeah. The nurse Joker. It's it's mm-hmm. comedic in its own way. Mm-hmm. It's demented in, in its own way, you <laughs> he know. Brushes the hair back. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's he gets a, he's slightly a little bit more effeminate too, mm-hmm. I yeah. think. Like Hi. the way he acts. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was good. It's, well, well, it's just so it's so good. It's one of so my good. I don't know if this was deliberate, but one of my f- favorite funny moments of this is Harvey's waking up and he sees Nurse Joker, but he doesn't 
realize it's Joker until he takes off the surgical mask part, and then yeah. suddenly Aaron Eckhart starts like jumping. I'm just like, <laughs> wait, you didn't recognize him before? <laughs> Dude, people are bad in, in 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 comic book universe movies. Like they're bad at <laughs> recognizing faces. You know, put on Batman, a domino mask. Who is that? Batman would be so easy to figure out. You know, in real life. I'm kind <laughs> of just like if Batman ever gets bruised on the chin, or yeah. gets his teeth knocked out, or has a pimple. He's done. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. He, has he needs a lot up. of makeup. Yeah, he needs to put on a lot of makeup. Because he's got to put the black stuff on anyway. Uh, in this continuity, yeah. In like yeah. every movie, the, they the just movie, do that yeah. as part of the makeup, right? But if you're thinking like going deep yeah. into the realism aspect of it, mm-hmm. that's Bruce there sitting there like, yeah. Uh, by the way, I haven't read <laughs> I haven't weird. read like one of the most recent, recent series yet. Also, I did, I did read Rebirth a little bit, I think. But anyway, mm-hmm. I, I wonder like in this day and age when every phone has facial recognition. Yeah. I'm wondering, like, do they write it in now where in the bat mask, in the cowl, there is some facial recognition distortion software? I think I've read something you like that. You know what that. I mean? Yeah. For you kind of have to write that in these days, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, just to, just to sort of gloss over that whole yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. plot of, like, yeah. this could happen. So let's just say he's got this because he's rich and he's got Wayne technology, and yeah. let's move on. I so think that's so one you of you got to evolve a little bit. Yeah. I mean, look at, like, yeah. like, Peter Parker and Superman are reporters, like, who the fuck reads magazines or newspapers anymore? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many of these elements that are so, so old. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to just keep on updating, you know? That's one of the best things about, like, these superhero mythologies, I think, is how the through the times, yeah. contemporary, modern times, you have like, to. They, they, yeah. they come up, you know? Like, at one point, it's just Batman Beyond is going to be Batman right now. Yeah. You know? I mean, you cannot have Magneto unless he ages slowly. He's got to age slowly now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because being in the internment camps... <laughs> Or whatever. You know, um, side tangent. Yeah. In the cartoon, they handled this really well, and they just like made it like he's from a war torn country. It's not as like gravitas as the Holocaust, yeah. mm-hmm. but it could. You could have like a Magneto that's like from Sarajevo or Kosovo. You're right. Any war would do or really. Some I mean, shit it, like it that. wouldn't have the same impact as yeah. being the a Holocaust Leewalds, survivor. The but... Leewalds handled that very nicely in the first episode of the X Men. That's true. Nice. All, All right, back to Batman. Back to Batman. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry X Men fans. Uh, so I have. The final chapter in Steve Englehart and Dark Detective. As oh, you guys shit. might have seen in the previous episodes, we talked a lot about Steve Englehart's claims that the Dark Knight ripped off his story, Dark Detective, uh, which featured Evan Gregory, a blonde-haired politician who's in a love triangle with Batman and Silver St. Cloud. Now, at one That's point, a real good way to get coronavirus. <laughs> well, oh. if he has the mask on right now after Andrew had worn it in the first oh, part man. of the episode. I'm uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> in Dark in Dark Detective, Joker kidnaps Silver St. Cloud. And right. I Evan, love that name. Evan Gregory goes nuts and teams up with Batman to help rescue her. And in the process, they go into Joker's headquarters, which is a haunted house, basically. of cool. Not literally haunted, but it's basically like a haunted house where there's booby traps everywhere. Joker gags. Yeah, and at one point, uh, Evan gets his uh, arm and leg literally chopped off. Whoa. In this instance, uh, and the, it, Dark Detective ends with Batman saving his life and telling Silver Saint Cloud he's he, because Silver Saint Cloud was going to leave him, was okay. going to leave Evan for Batman. It's kind of the opposite choice that Rachel took. Uh, she was going to leave him for Batman, and Bruce is like, "No, he's going to need you now because like we still need him as the politician. So like I right. need you to get back in with him." And she's like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like you're loaning me out to this man. You don't know anything about love." And that's how it ends. <laughs> oh man. Um, as a bat. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, but it was a powerful ending to show, like, this is why Batman can't love. Uh, and 
the idea was that Englehart was going to continue the story in an unpublished sequel to Dark Detective, where oh, shit. Uh, Two-Face visits Evan Gregory in the hospital. He And from Englehart's words, he says, quote, in the next segment, that handsome, blonde, upright politician was extremely depressed over losing his left side and his woman. Then Two-Face came to him in his depression and had a heart-to-heart in which Two-Face convinced him that life is meaningless, that the woman in his life is beyond his reach, and that handsome, blonde, upright politician should make a 180-degree turn to the dark side, which he did. So Englehart had Evan Gregory turn into a villain after getting disfigured uh, from the Joker after trying to save his fiance. Uh, who was actually in love with Batman. So it is there. there's a tie-in to there. Um, and he said, quote, In my version, it's Two-Face talking to another guy who's been heavily damaged on the left side and who is another golden boy politician. So it makes sense that Two-Face could convince Evan Gregory. They share a bond. In the film version, it's the Joker talking to Harvey Dent. Those two have nothing in common, and Dent has hated the Joker the entire movie. It has a storyline in search of a reason to be there. So that is his criticism of the dark knight and his belief that the movie took from his ideas. Hmm. There's like even more, like... more, more added on from last time. Last yeah. Episode. Yeah. More, okay. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm sprucing it out throughout. Yeah. 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 Based yeah. off of what part of the movie we're you in. You think he has more of a claim to this one than the last one? Slightly. But again, I'm kind of like the whole thing has been about Joker trying to bring people down to his level, which is from the killing joke, which they acknowledge. Yeah. So the idea of Joker talking to Harvey to bring him down to his level it, it makes sense that they would arrive there without having seen an unpublished comic book script. Like, this is where I'm getting a little, yeah. like, you know, like, this yeah. is getting less and less convincing to me. <laughs> Wolf Bat be- Batman Wolf agrees. Bat. Wolf Bat. <laughs> Wolf Bat, Bat agrees. Give me some nachos! <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so... It, he, yeah, the, the thing is, like, you have... There's just... It's there's going to be so much crossover with this yeah. stuff, no matter what. Yeah. Like, you just... Dude, get over it. You don't own the character anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's fine. So he's all butthurt about it. Yeah. But he, he was convinced that Dark Batman's Knight... Batman's parents die in mine, too. He says, he says Dark... <laughs> he said that the script that he wrote was written two years after uh, the Dark Detective comic. He said, quote, which is why the last half hour of The Dark Knight feels so tacked on. It didn't exist when they started the film. I'm like, okay, fine, buddy. Like This, this guy seems <laughs> difficult. <laughs> he's got a chip seems on a his little, shoulder. a little special, I think. <laughs> yes. So I don't know what he thought of Gardens of the Galaxy's treatment because he's the one who created Star Lord, uh, and a lot of least the favorite character Gardens. in that group. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, Mr. Englehart, if you would like to debate with us, you're welcome on Superhouse Podcast or not. What a it's stupid up to you. Name. It's up to you. What Englehart? Yeah, I'm just kidding. Making fun of Stewart. There is if he has any point, it is to me. I'm like, okay, I get his whole thing about Two Face convincing Evan Gregory being more convincing than the Joker convincing Harvey Dent because one of the things that. I mean, it is a great performance from Heath Ledger, but yeah. I've never been completely convinced that Joker was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've turned him. Like Harvey, I'm, I mean, I've never been convinced that Harvey Dent has been like, you know what? This makes sense. I shouldn't kill you. <laughs> Only reason go he's gone else. through insane trauma and probably already has that. Yeah. Maybe the disposition in his head already. You know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah. So I think I, I buy it. I do buy this, actually. The thing is, he also I'm not even sure how necessary it was either because he already seems to have that resentment to Gordon, especially the part where he's like, yeah. you know, not yet. Uh, so I'm just like, I don't know if this is really needed. The whole 50-50 fate thing, he already he could get that from Rachel. 
That's true. So I'm That's like, true. I don't know if I really need it. Again, it has great lines. The whole like you introduce a little anarchy. Yeah. Uh, and oh all yeah. This type of stuff. Pe- th- that's one of the other cultural impact lines. Yeah. Is like people quote that all the time. Upset the established established order. order. And everything yeah. Chaos. Yeah, Fuck yeah. 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 Baby. <laughs> Let's do this. That's spoke, <laughs> that's spoke, that spoke to Wolfbat. <laughs> Wolfbat. Which is why he's burning money in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I've always kind of just been like, okay, this is kind of a reach for me personally, but whatever. It is a good scene. I've just never been super convinced. But that does lead into the next part of the competition, which is Two-Face's personality uh, in this. A lot of our remaining competition for this is going to be on Two-Face. Uh, okay. Two-Face in the comics is kind of known for having uh, a bit more of a split personality, mm-hmm. uh, especially as established in Eye of mm-hmm. the Beholder and other versions or the Batman animated series had the old idea of Big Bad Harv mm-hmm. and that uh, the coin helps like he was suppressing this. Yeah. Exactly. I got that shit, man. Sometimes I just can't fucking do it. <laughs> do you want the coin? I'll give you the coin. <laughs> you get to decide. Uh, Should I whack off tonight? <laughs> it says scarred. No! Gonna, he says no. I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> you gotta store up your vitality. <laughs> Two-Face in the movie doesn't seem to have that split personality or that background. We talked about the abuse of father uh, aspect in the first episode, but that wasn't really mentioned at all in here. So Two Face in this movie is kind of just more Harvey Dent on a vendetta rampage. Mm-hmm. He becomes at that point more of a device than anything. Right. Yeah. So the coin toss kind of has a symbolic function to him in terms of just like you know Rachel had you know everybody gets the same chance as Rachel type of thing. But in the comic, it's always usually because he has to decide which side of himself mm-hmm. he's going to win out. The good devil or yeah. the angel on the shoulder, or whatever. right? The yeah, bat, the devil yeah. or the good, whatever. You get it. The good side or the bad side. Angel or point. demon, bro. Yeah. Fool you me once, <laughs> fool me. You're not gonna Can't do get it again. again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, GW. Heads I win, tails you lose. <laughs> <laughs> but with Two Face, what do you prefer? The comic book type of split personality or Harvey Dent on a vendetta? I like. The split personality, but I don't think you could have these two villains in the same movie. Two villains of Two Face and Two Face. No, Two Two Face and Joker. It'd be too much to establish like that kind of like mental psychosis that uh, Harvey Dent has. The big bad Harvey. Sounds like you're saying they should have explored this in third movie. That's what I always. (laughs) You know, and now that you bring it up, one of the things I was really not that I even thought I would see it, but was really hoping I'd see was like the half like shawl thing over his face and have Harvey out there like Batman is out there. He's a terrorist, and he just like gets all the cops. I mean, it could have been so. There's a whole other. We we can go into it when we get to the ending. Okay. Yeah. yeah. uh, yeah. So you say split personality? Um, I I I. Uh, I do I I like the split personality thing I'm gonna go with the comic thing on this one for a sense of balance and also because we're gonna talk about it more <laughs> yes uh, so I'm gonna go with that although I like this but I'm gonna I prefer the the big bad Harv comics alright Andrew yeah I might go comics too just because I don't know it kind of ties in better with his personality but I, I'm not sure exactly how they would have achieved that in this movie unless they really likes st- <laughs> delve down into like bipolar disorder stuff and right. I don't know I, I don't know how they would do it but mm-hmm. um, I'd say it's probably more likely they well I mean it's not quite disassociative identity disorder because it's not it's not like he 
uh, doesn't remember what his alters or other personalities yeah. are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But it is kind of like that uh, in there. Or another idea is that he's is he feels like his morality is gone and. As he says, the one of the best lines he has is the only morality in a cool, cruel world is chance, which I think is mm-hmm. it sums up the character so well. That is that is very good. Which sits <laughs> yes. nicely next to what was it that Joker said? Oh fuck! He introduced a little anarchy. Not that one. What well, say the two faced line again? The only morality in a cruel world is chance. Oh, when he says chaos is fair or some yeah. shit like that. And you know, thing about chaos, it's fair. I mean, I believe in this character, <laughs> and that may be well, a problem. Well, man, you're scaring me. No. <laughs> I need to uh, get you a therapist after this. If uh, you can. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I will also go over the comic for this one just because I think there's there's more depth to that mm. and just the idea of his background from the abusive home and what that led to and the suppression That's and the fact crazy. that he tried so good to be good. It leads, it leads to some unpredictability, neck right? Neck, man. We are still tied. <laughs> unpredictability in, yeah. in the character, right? Yeah. I mean, I know Joker's supposed to be like that too, but it's if a you're, different unpredictability. If, if, yeah, if you if you leave it up to a coin flip, then literally, you know, yeah, that uh, leaves leaves it up for suspense. Yeah, like we like we covered in the uh, Adam West one that didn't yeah. get made. You, I don't think you no were here for this. No, he wasn't. Yeah, but there was. The, you know how they, every Batman, every Adam West show was basically a two-parter. Yeah, that's where stay tuned in mm-hmm. next time or whatever. Mm-hmm. They literally flipped. This is an unused episode. Two Face was never an Adam West show. Yeah. Right. He, they flipped the coin, and then it's a, sh- it's a close-up on the coin, and then they're like, "Stay tuned Dude. next time," and then they let you, they leave you hanging for the next episode. It's like. Perfect. Really? Yeah. This, I gotta yeah. See it was that. brought to you by Harlan Ellis. They never made it. They never made it. Oh right. Yeah. I have read about that. that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I thought I love that. I love that's one of the best tidbits I've heard on this show, I think. Yeah, and it was also how the original Two Face story ended. In the original oh, really? Two Face, yeah. the first one, the uh, The comic in the in comic the first, itself. Yeah, in the Two Face comic, and I can show it to you right now. He flips the coin and uh We'll show it oh, to it the, just, the it just viewers. Ends like it that? just ends like that. And then oh, you have shit. to wait. You had to wait two issues, two issues, <laughs> in order to find out how it landed. Dang. Damn. Yeah. They really so fucking. Uh, but right now, what is our score, Wolfie? Give me one second. He's drawing Batman on the other side. All right. So we got. <laughs> what do we got, Wolfie? Six, uh, seven to seven now. Wolfie can count. I just learned. <laughs> you just learned how to count, and we got seven to seven. I swear to God, we are not doing Four. this deliberately. Tally we are tied. Ho. So when There's we get some... back, <laughs> when we get back from the break, we will finish this off to find out who will win, the comic or the movie. Epic conclusion. What conclusion, baby? What? Hey everybody, it's Andrew. I just wanted to tell you about our friend Israel's retro gaming shop, RetroCo. If you go to retro-ko.com, you'll be able to see all of his retro gaming goodies. If you wanted to get that Sega Saturn hidden gem from back in the day, or if you wanted to get the Famicom disc system that you never got as a kid, or any other type of retro game that you were into, or uh, import game, please go to RetroCo.com. That's Retro-KO.com. And if you use the Superhouse code Johnson's Ballsack, you'll be able to get a little bit of a discount at checkout. So please, once again, if you could just go to RetroCo.com, you can also go to Facebook.com slash RetroCo with no hyphen. That's R-E-T-R-O-K-O. You'll be able to find him on Facebook as well. If you were looking for that PlayStation import game that you never got, if you were looking for that Mega Drive game that you never got, or any other kind of retro game, 
any import game, it could even be European. Israel also curates bundles at RetroCo, and he'll curate that bundle just for you. So please go check him out. If you put in the code Johnson's Ballsack at checkout, you'll receive a Superhouse discount. Right. And we're back, and we're going to finish this off, hopefully, to see, we'll see what, uh, happens. what will happen, who, who will win. Movies versus comics, so let's keep going. The hospital scene. We've just left off. Joker has left the hospital in a fantastic sequence where they had to do it one take because they were actually blowing up this fucking building. Yeah, it was an old Brock's factory. I was living in Chicago at the time. Yeah, the filming. Brock's? Yeah, Brock's yeah. Candy. Mm-hmm. The filming oh, of that at the time being in Chicago where they're filming it. Whoa, it was electric, baby. Yeah, there's something going on. It was a real explosion, and at one point they had to reset the charge or something like that, which is why there's that part where it He's looks like, like the detonator doesn't work. It's incredible, so, yeah. yeah. That's, that was real. It seems so real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Keith had to. Yeah. Keith had to uh, play that off and be okay with everything yeah. blowing up in the background and just do it all. It had to be one take because it could. Yeah. You could yeah. only blow it up once yeah. in some alternate universe. You know, that's just like an outtake. That just like he's like, oh, and they laugh and they yeah. reset. Something happened. Let's yeah. check it and they do it again or you know. Yeah. But perfect. It was so yeah, good. yeah. So I mean, they deliberately <clears throat> added that aspect because they knew they had to like reset something in the middle of it, so it couldn't be a straight explosion mm-hmm. all the way through so uh they had heath do that but there's a small deleted scene of joker inside the school bus once he goes in uh that's all it is it's just a shot of him in the school bus he's but, like riding yeah he's just riding in the back and everything <laughs> until somebody probably turns around just like holy shit and then, <laughs> but that didn't make it in but presumably that's how he kidnaps anthony michael hall by sharing mm-hmm. the same school bus and anthony michael hall uh, is seen in the video, which again was also shot by Ledger, mm-hmm. uh, where he's, he's hanging upside down. Yeah, he's hanging upside down, and that actually comes from who Joker had hostage in that Gotham Central storyline, Soft Targets. He hung her like that in the same exact oh, really? way. So that's, that's such a good visual from. bit with the papers falling. Yeah, and he's like mouth. Reading, he's like yeah. saying it out loud with him <laughs> yeah. he, as he's like he's so excited for this guy to say his lines. He's <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> So, uh, Two-Face obviously escapes, and he goes after Wurtz, who's the corrupt cop who dropped mm-hmm. him off. And this is kind of similar to how in The Long Halloween, he went after his assistant, who's the one who set him up and snuck the acid over to Moroni mm-hmm. uh, in uh, in that. So, oh, wow. that was Vernon Fields in The Long Halloween, but that character was taken from Eye of the Holder, where he was called Adrian Fields. But either way, Fields got killed, and Wurtz gets killed in this one, too. Warts, what a good name. What? Warts. Yeah. Warts. Warts was the worst. Uh, in, <laughs> he's the he's the heavier set gentleman in the yeah, bar, right? Rondine, yeah, yeah. Uh, and around this time, Lucius finds out that there's a supposed break-in into the R&D department, and he goes into that room full of screens to find, mm-hmm. beautiful, isn't it? The you <laughs> this know, cell phone. This is wrong. This is wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we've got to the this is wrong scene. And in a 2008 podcast with Jeff Goldsmith, Jonathan Nolan said that this device was inspired by Brother Eye. If you guys remember, Brother Eye was actually in the Justice League Mortal uh, script based off of the OMAC Project storyline in the comics where Hmm. it was like a satellite that Batman built to spy on metahumans and other superheroes and track their weaknesses. Uh, Obviously, there were no metahumans in this world, but he's using the sonar, uh, the cell phones, in order to create sonar so he can find out where the Joker is especially when Joker does the whole two boats thing later on. So uh, that's where that comes from. Lucius, now, despite seeing Batman 
flattened cop cars and the tumbler. Now he's like, this is wrong, uh, which I always had an issue with <laughs> yeah, as we exactly. talked about in the Aronofsky exactly. script uh, episode that we talked about. I was just like, okay, like <laughs> endangering cops is fine, but spying on people to find the Joker, that's bad. <laughs> uh, and then afterwards is the scene where Two-Face confronts Moroni uh, in, in the car, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not the only time that Two-Face has killed Moroni, though strangely it's kind of rare for it to happen. Okay. Because in Eye of the Beholder, Moroni is shot to death by the bailiffs right after he scars him. And then oh, yeah. Long Halloween, he's only wounded from that, but ends up getting killed by mm-hmm. Alberto Falcone. Uh, it was only in one story in 1980 or so in the late 70s where uh, Two-Face encountered Moroni, and Moroni uh, shot at him, and the bullet bounced off the coin and ricocheted back into him, and that paralyzed Moroni. And Moroni uh, tried to get revenge on Two-Face, by uh, undergoing the same plastic surgery uh, from Dr. Eckhart, the guy who was in the concentration camp who couldn't oh, make it. Oh, shit. Uh, and he turned himself into a man named Anton Carousel and uh, <laughs> killed... Carousel Man. Carousel Man. His name's man. <laughs> <laughs> Anton Carousel then killed um, Gilda Dent. This is Harvey's former wife. Gilda Dent remarried. So to get back at Harvey, for whatever reason, Anton Carousel killed her new husband. Yeah. So Two-Face is like, how dare you kill my wife's new hubby? And so he went <laughs> under plastic surgery to take on a different... I'm shitting you not. <laughs> he took on a plastic surgery to take on a different identity. And then killed Anton Carousel for good. A way less complicated version of this, of course, is in The Dark Knight. <laughs> where he mm. just kills him in, in the car. But I thought yeah, I should yeah. point that out because of the sheer ridiculousness Which was good. of that setup. The Moroni in The Dark Knight had like a nice weight to him. He had a, uh, Eric Roberts has like a great screen presence as mm-hmm. his character. And he just like he, he, he fills out this little bit of the story. And as he's like the last line that Two-Face has before when he's yeah to shoot the driver or whatever i don't know it, the, the whole resolve of the maroni story like it seems yeah. like they squeezed out just enough that they yeah, could get I, I for do. it to seem real human and for yeah. him not to just be like the mobster guy yeah. who is the catalyst for yeah things, exactly you know? i do think it, i do wonder if it'd be better to emphasize more maroni than falcone just totally. in general because of that falcone right. is just mainly known for being like he was the yeah. mob boss before these freaks yeah. came out but i'm just like maroni now has significance if he was the guy in batman begins mm-hmm. and then it took this movie to take him right. down and you see harvey kill him right there's more significance in that because you uh, sat through two movies of that i'm not saying that that's the uh i'm not saying that that's what they necessarily should have done but it could have been cool mm-hmm. it's something that you could totally do with, yeah. with maroni's character yeah. in this. i'm very so. interested to see what the batman's gonna do with their recasting of with, uh, john turturro yeah yeah. Well, who's he playing, Maroni or Falcone? He's playing Falcone. Falcone, yeah. Like I don't know if Maroni's in it. I right, haven't right, heard of right. that. Yeah. No, 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 no. Casting. No, I meant, I meant John Turturro as Falcone. As Falcone because yeah. it's still, again, like we've, it's kind of that feeling like we've seen this mobster character. How many more times have we got to see this character? Yeah. What, what else can they do with him? Especially because Falcone in Long Halloween is basically yeah. Vito Corleone. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. there's not much to this character. I don't know why you keep bringing him back right, <laughs> in exactly. all these reboots. I'm like, like if, other than to be this like trigger character for for yeah. these other heavier moments, but, but I'd much and, rather. But see John Tutoro, like, it's, yeah. In this one though, you got like Falcone versus the Penguin, so the Penguin makes him his little right. his bitch. That's true. Yeah, that'd one, be you know cool. I mean, you have that dynamic. Yeah. That would to be look s- to. so good. Actually, now you just said that, thinking of a uh, fucking 
Colin, what's his face? Colin, Colin Farrell, Farrell versus Farrell John, John Turturro. <laughs> they the probably stage. have scenes together, dude. Yeah, because they they're both do, yeah. they're both so well versed in drama and comedy. Like, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, two. That's this movie's gonna. I be could see anime. a similar scene play out where Ch- remember the Chechens to the Joker, where he's just like, they won't work for a freak. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> and I could yeah. see Turturro's Falcone say that to Penguin, and Colin Farrell just go ape shit after yeah. he calls him that. He's so. like, squat. <laughs> 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 but that is the end of Boss Maroney uh, and Eric Roberts, who then went on to say that his favorite <laughs> Batman was still Michael Keaton, despite working on this. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Because wow. the name Christian Bale is just that kid from Empire of the Sun. He's still just a kid. He still holds resentment to Christian Bale for breaking his leg in that scene. That's probably <laughs> yeah. what happened. Doesn't he put a seatbelt on real fast, too, in this scene, by the way? Two-Face. Two-Face does, right? Yeah. 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 I always... I Maroney's know. like, I, I should have like put that. it on. Yeah. Uh, I'm too cool for this. <laughs> I'll be all right. That's his downfall. <laughs> Some people did speculate, I'm like, is Maroney alive? Because I'm like... Everything's okay. So the driver's dead, Maroney's dead, but Two-Face still makes it out of that just because he had a seatbelt <laughs> on, I guess. It, hey, it's man, it's just enough. He's yeah. safety, bro. He's, he's just unbreak- like an unbreakable individual. He's Probably Harvey Dent was real fit. Except for the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could only withstand so much. <laughs> yeah. Half blast to the body. Yeah, I know, right? God, what about his testicle? I guess he didn't get hit in the testicles. He good. got hit from like the shoulder <laughs> up. His two faces left <gasps> also purple <laughs> and white hair. Well, he would he would have had to have done that to himself. Remember, he just got acid to the face. He didn't get it's his like entire obsessed body obsessed with blown symmetry. Off. He's like, ah, I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes the sacrifices we have to make. He takes gasoline to his nutsack. <laughs> Has to be symmetrical. Yeah. Clive Barker's Batman. He's like, shit, I haven't burned enough of the testicles. It has to be cement. It has to go right down the middle. God damn it. Really got a hankering for some raisins right now. In uh, it, this does lead. <laughs> This does lead to the last sequence with Joker in it, where Joker uh-huh. is in the uh, the building and he has the fairies hostage. It goes into the whole to fairies prisoner dilemma stuff. The social yeah, experiment, yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah. social experiment, exactly. which I always kind of wonder. I'm just like, if they did save Two Face for a third movie, I wonder if he would have done more of that type of stuff because you know there's two yes, exactly. fairies. There's right. the idea and of the, skewing morality the, of people, just like he had to skew his own. The influence of Joker rings true into the next film, even though you know you don't have Joker yeah. or Two Face in the next one, but also. So, yeah, like these lessons kind of yeah. that these seeds that Joker has planted that could, you know, that would es- make sense. The escalation of these characters yeah. kind of take from these earlier efforts to fucking yeah. you could just see Eckhart people's minds. on the side watching the boat and flipping the coin just being like they got a 50 50 chance. Just oh, like she man. did. That's true. But, yeah. this is true. but in the next one, it's planes. Planes is dead. <laughs> you got two planes. <laughs> <laughs> that was Rises. And they're remote controlled. And which one Rushing this plane. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Joker dresses up the hostages in the clown masks and has his henchmen pretend to be hostages. And those cops nice can't place. just, they can't just wait to shoot somebody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They got trigger happy SWAT team, which I think is one of the more underrated sequences because everyone's talking about like, oh, like the interrogation scene or this scene or that scene with Ledger, but I'm just like, this is one of the best Batman scenes of the whole trilogy. Also, is I, him. I gotta say, there's also ninja martial arts videos on YouTube yeah. that show this move where as you're fighting somebody, 
you're also wrapping them up. Mm-hmm. Oh and, yeah, that's, and so that's what he does, yeah. this is like a direct pull from that. I, I'm assuming a direct pull from this kind of thing. The sound design on that Morgan Freeman voice when he's communicating with yeah. Batman through that crazy vision shit is mm-hmm. just so, it gives me chills. <clears throat> like hearing it was so cool sounding. I don't know what else to say about, it, but I love it. <laughs> Makes Morgan Freeman sound even more cool. It, yeah, it's like he's in your head. It's the voice of God, bro. I do think the sequence though is arguably it's it's almost it's more heroic, it's more arousing than a yeah. lot of the other stuff because of that. He's saving all these people's lives, including and nobody dies. Yeah, this whole thing uh, until the end, but we don't have to. Talk about also that. This, <laughs> the, the the inmate that chooses to save people as well. Debo. Oh well, yeah. The, the, what yeah, you got my forty? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that I'll was do what you should have done ten minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've never. That was nice to see yeah. Tiny Lister show up, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah! I grew up with that guy. You, you guys ever seen like Friday? To take a life. Yes. Yeah, I've seen Friday. Are you oh, kidding me? Man. Yeah, and of course, the, so they switched it around. Obviously, so the inmate is the one who decides to make the sacrifice if need be, and mm-hmm. it's the regular Joe who almost pulls the trigger. Everybody, but that's just so believable. To Everybody me. in yeah. the I audience. Every fucking second of those two. That's <laughs> well, I also believe in a alternate darker version where they both blow each other up that's all that's true but the way this plays out i totally buy it. yeah. it's great yeah so the idea of joker dressing up the hostages in clown mask though is actually from the no man's land arc mm-hmm. where he did the same thing and that uh, was around the same time right no man's land was uh, eight of... years earlier so more or less <laughs> more or less the it's same about the time. same time wolfie Don't about worry the same about, about the same decade <laughs> uh, Fucking idiot. Uh, one of the <laughs> one of the guys he dresses up in the clown masks who gets killed because of a trigger happy SWAT guy is Foley and and Foley was an officer played by Matthew Modine in Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. So there's a connection there to kind the of, next movie. Yeah. Uh, but they did they you can tell that they pulled from these really pivotal arcs though to yeah. get like you know mine it strip mine it for some of the yeah. better ideas. Yeah, yeah. And then also in the sequence is where to enable the sonar stuff. The lenses drop down. The eyelids. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's true. I thought it's that was also things. such a nice touch because it's you know the Batman with the white eyes that yeah. you kind of you know that's always been just like a suspension of disbelief kind of detail about yeah. Batman. But this kind of the that was where the Nolan realism really kind of was just like oh man it's here for I, that you might tell us on Twitter like thinking my Twitter, of me. yes but like recently I posted about this I always I, speaking of the white eyes yeah. let's talk about this for a second don't hit me I always <laughs> thought that was just kind of artistic flourish you know what i mean i never really needed that to be real in the movies mm-hmm. and now how do you feel but now i mean it's cool <laughs> but for if it happened all the time i don't know i mean maybe i don't know but it's I, just yeah it just seems like some fans just always thought that was like an, a real that should be a real thing and i just mm-hmm. thought it, it's just an artistic decision it's like and i said this in my tweet it's a weird comparison, but it's like saying, where's Hello Kitty's mouth? I watched the Hello Kitty episode. <laughs> That's of, where that comes from. Of uh, the toys that made us, okay? And there's this big debate about fucking... <laughs> Just looking at his face reaction. Stay with me, Wolfie. Stay with me, Wolfie. He's like, like well, I am completely lost. She doesn't lost. have a mouth. She doesn't have a mouth. No, it's just not drawn that way. <laughs> right, it's right. just art, man. It's just, right. this is the way the art is drawn. I think, I think the nuance of it is that they found a way to yeah. kind of bleed it into the realism. Not that necessarily that it needs to happen and then yeah. when you present when you have it because you uh, honestly you could just be like oh he's using sonar or whatever and I don't know fuck all about bad, bad. <coughs> Batman <laughs> and I don't give a shit about white eyes but then you see it and you're just like oh my god all I do give a shit about white eyes childhood look cool. flares are like sparking it does off my look head cool. I'm not I'm saying like, it does no no I'm yeah. not saying yeah yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh, the first time we saw nice it, of touch. course, was at the end of Batman Forever, where he has lenses down so he can see in the whole yeah. like I see you without seeing. That's so that he can see in the dark. And I don't uh, want to tell one. tales out of school, but it seems like the fucking goggles in the new bat, the new bat suit, what we've seen of that yet, is kind of 
like crafting some sort of new look that captures the, the, that same you mean sentiment. The motorcycle we could, the, the, he had like something with the eyes is different. It's that, like that, that could have been stunt cycle shit too. Oh, it could have been. All right, yeah, maybe. We, we don't know yet. Maybe. All right, uh, just for eye cover. Yeah, right, I, don't, right. I don't know. I don't. It could know. also be why we don't know. Snyder just gave. making a prediction. Then yeah. I, I think that they're gonna play with that somehow. In the movie. Just it, it looks like it could. Yeah, yeah. It, it could also be why Snyder gave the goggles to Affleck in uh, right, Justice League as well right. to try to create that. Um, that would kind of make sense. Yeah, actually. that's true. But I, I do think that it's it's something cool. One of the best things that I've seen of that was in the original script for the 89 movie by Sam Hamm where he describes the guy that he's dangling over the ledge in the beginning where he's just like who are you and stuff there was he describes a close-up shot where he's looking at Batman's eyes and all he sees is the reflection of his scared self back at him that's through cool. the lenses very mm-hmm. hard to do in 1989 with no yeah I know graphics, right <laughs> but see, yes very good amazing visual from Hamm see though. it's just always been there it's a touch that I think those people who end up creating Batman and the fans as well are kind of like maybe subconsciously just really wanting and I think yeah. when it shows I, up I, there's like, oh, I, I get the desire but it's just I, I don't know what it is it's just like I never really it's not a detail to you I never like, really like expected that to be something that they bring over mm-hmm. but you know I, I like it but it, I don't know I don't even it's know what a, I'm saying just, anymore it's, <laughs> no it's just it's just in of itself it's like it's very interesting that, that it's something that keeps coming back it yeah. sticks out and it's it means a lot like Batman with the white eyes I don't know it's a comic yeah, yeah. thing I yeah. mean yeah really. they yeah. do it in 2012 Ninja Turtles too mm-hmm. the white eyes alright but there's not, not a real life version of that yeah anyway Back to Batman, uh, without the eyes or with, yeah. without the uh, the lenses. But he does <laughs> him fighting the SWAT team does seem to be from the Frank Miller stuff, and mm-hmm. then Joker trying to beat him with the pipe also feels mm-hmm. like death and family, mm-hmm. as we talked about. Also, funny thing here, I don't know if this is because Batman's exhausted from fighting the SWAT team, but uh, Heath Ledger totally kicks his ass yeah. in this fight. Nobody's yeah. really pointed that out, yeah. but <laughs> he, he beats League the shit out of him. Yeah. The only way that he, yeah, I'm just like he was trained by the League of Shadows. How does Joker do this? But yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Batman <laughs> doesn't really outwit him. He just uses the gadget from the gauntlet in order to feed him and and throw him off. So I, I don't know. I would I would have liked to have seen more of a smarter way mm-hmm. to go about it. But it still kind of works in terms of a satisfactory or satisfying yeah, yeah. Uh, way to defeat him. Especially the whole like you know, do you want to know how I got these scars? That. And he's just like, I know how you got these. And then he, he shoots the gauntlets. <laughs> that was him. a funny moment. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then this leads to another paraphrase from Grant Morrison's *The Clown at Midnight*, uh, because of Heath Ledger dangling from the rope and saying, "You know, you won't kill me out of some misplaced sense of self-righteousness, and I won't kill you because you look just good in that outfit. Too, you look good in that outfit. No, you're just too much fun." <laughs> and in the original story in *Clown at Midnight*, he says, "Both of us trying to find meaning in a meaningless world. You can't kill me without becoming like me. I can't kill you without losing the only human being who can keep up with me." He's his so best friend. Similar stuff, yeah. Uh, but they sense, they yeah. definitely cribbed from each other in here. And of course, the idea of him, you know, insanity is just a little push. It comes from the killing joke. The idea of mm-hmm. trying to bring everybody down to his level. Mm-hmm. You know, Batman outright says he's like, "What were you trying to prove that everybody is just as bad as you?" And mm-hmm. he was wrong. And that was some Shakespearean shit, joke. Man. Yeah. I wish that there was another take on uh, Bale's delivery of some of these lines in this last part. Because <laughs> it gets laughable when he's just like, the city just showed you. It's, <laughs> it's full like, of evil. Yeah, so yeah, out yeah. of breath. Ready to believe in God. I'm like, I get that you're out of breath, but it doesn't doesn't have to sound so over the top. Like it's, He could have he toned it down he, at this point. Yeah, and I just can't believe it. I'm like, there got to be other takes of that yeah. where he says that. His nose looks really that itchy, That was the too. best one. That was the best take that you had to use on that, so... 
whatever. They're but probably all tired. <laughs> they're all tired. They're just like, let's just get this done, and we'll go home. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. the end of it. Uh, but afterwards, we find out that Two Face has lured Gordon to the site of Rachel's death, which is two fifty Fifty Second Street. Oh shit! So if Wait, this is the mean? closest that we've gotten to any sort of two themed, because you know in the in the comics he's always about like I gotta rob the second national bank okay, on February second right, right. uh, <laughs> at two p.m. I two, just got it. Two twenty-two. He's like shit. It's two twenty-three. We're going back home, wait guys. Tomorrow. We gotta wait next wait time. tomorrow. <laughs> wait next February. Why do I get next February? <laughs> next Tuesday. Crime is surging every <laughs> Black History Month. Batman's like we just got to delay Two Face until. <laughs> <laughs> until after the 2 a.m. slot, and then he won't be able to do it. <laughs> so this does lead into a very intense sequence of Two-Face threatening Gordon's family, which I always thought was a bit of a jump to go from just like, I'm going to kill these corrupt cops in, in Moroni, and now I'm just like, yeah, now I'm going to kill a kid. I'm like, wait, what? So that always felt like a jump <laughs> Escalation, to me. man. It's going crazier and crazier. Yeah, yeah, I wish there was a little bit more, maybe a whole movie to explain how we got to this point. Yeah. Just was saying. that the plan yeah. originally before Heath died? I will get into that oh, uh, later. Oh, shit. I've always, I've, I've always <laughs> wanted to know this. Yeah. What was the plan before they had to switch horses midstream? Well, the, the thing is, I think they already planned this ending, though, before Heath died. Oh, yeah. Everything was already ending. shot. But everything, yeah. every, Dark Knight Rises is, you know, it, it is what it is. <laughs> so it's like I think it's the audience it's, knows it's, where we're going with this. Yeah. I think, I think it's episodes. it's quite good after the fact. That's not the argument, but I think <laughs> everything that joke what Joker talks about is like if you something something if you leave it to these people they'll eat each other yeah. or in the, when the what is it when the chips are laid when down the chips or are down yeah. they'll eat each other yeah and that ends up happening you know and there's a lot of these again like mm. threads that the or seeds that Joker plants yeah. and, and kind of like come into fruition later and it's just like. A snowball effect. Mm-hmm. They should have done a fourth movie, if anything. You said that last time. What I would mean, the fourth movie be? Uh, Again, John Blake gets killed because he has zero training outside yeah, of the police academy. Exactly. King Tut. <laughs> Bruce Wayne comes back to fight King Tut, played by Robbie Malik. There we go. Just go. <laughs> Honestly, that's all I want now. I want it, it really just, is. The fourth one is the wild card, balls to the walls, Schumacher it up. Yeah, Schumacher. That's what we deserve. We go back. It turns out this whole thing has been a prequel to Batman Forever. Yeah, I wanted (laughs) to see Christian Bale dancing and singing like he did in Newsies. They messed it all up. You bring the music that wasn't in the Batman musical (laughs) in this one, the James Diamond music. Call back uh, to her. You're that's joking, but stuff. I'm fucking in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. That'd be great. And, then, and it's brutally violent. <laughs> a violent musical. Yeah. Damn, more Seriously. something. It's like Sweeney Todd. Todd. Sweeney Todd's good, but yeah. Sondheim sucks. Whoever wrote it. Yeah, it was Sondheim who did Sweeney Todd. The music Todd. wasn't that it's good. It's going to be Jim Steinman instead. Yeah. So, uh, Two-Face <laughs> judging putting Gordon on trial in a way is kind of like what happened in No Man's Land where he literally put Gordon on trial. Uh-huh. Uh, but Gordon was a little smarter than he in the comic than he was in the movie because he... <laughs> He's like, my family's all gone. <laughs> <laughs> because in, in this version, uh, Gordon, Gordon asked, he's like, I want to... F- you're all about justice, Two-Face. You want to make sure I have a fair trial. And Two-Face says yes. And so he's like, well, I need a lawyer to defend me. And Two-Face is like, who do you call to defend you? And Gordon says, I want Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. Oh and my so God. Harvey has to argue with himself 
<laughs> That's pretty incredible. <laughs> to figure out yeah. what he wants to do with Gordon at the end. That might have worked lets in Gordon this tone go. for this movie. Yeah. That might have worked as well. Is he actually. like? Uh, Except there's no there's no personality there's no split personality though, true. so you can't do that. He yeah. still thinks of him as Harvey. That scene, I don't know. It's yeah. just him confused. He's just like, maybe I should do this. Well, I don't. Maybe I should do this then. And it's like, what do you think? No, I he's just, just like, fuck it. Let me I just flip the coin. I honestly feel like that could have maybe worked. Yeah, something. It's a fantastic scene. One of the best parts of No Man's Land, which in my opinion is one of the best Batman epics. There's like a lot of epic right, storylines right. in the comics like Nightfall and yeah. all those things but to me No Man's Land is where it's at until Noted. they fucked up it, fucked it up in adaptations but anyway, do a Ben Juan <laughs> ranking at some point yeah, yeah I think Noted. so top five <laughs> next, next on the list next, we got a lot of ones on the list but in this finale uh, Gordon's family being in danger including his own son James Jr. Does seem to be a callback to year one, where a similar thing happened, and there was a struggle, and somebody mm. fell off, fell from a great height. Not my boy. And uh, Not he my was only saved. Boy. And, then, and then, of course, in year one, that's how they solidify the Batman Gordon relationship, as opposed to here, where they already have you know a good partnership going on. And once again, Batman repeats, you know, you don't have to thank me too because of what Gordon did for him. Mm-hmm. as a boy when uh, his parents were killed. So that's a nice touch. I also like the touch when Harvey's like, why was it that I was the one who lost everything? And Batman says, you know, it wasn't. Because <laughs> Harvey doesn't know I that Batman is Bruce Wayne and was in love with Rachel. Batmobile. And it, it's such a, it's a subtle moment, but it's a great moment. Subtle. Uh, but we go into uh, the ending here where... Batman has spent the whole movie saying he won't kill people, if you make the exception of the car chase, yeah. <laughs> where he flattens yeah. that truck. But if we ignore that, um, his decision to stop Two-Face is to get shot. And then, at the very last minute, he tackles both Two-Face and James Jr. off the side of a building, yeah. <laughs> which then leads to Harvey Dent's death. Which goes into my own mini rant. And if they had only fallen on a car with some guy in it. <laughs> I know. Well, first off, <laughs> first off, Batman totally falls from that onto the yeah. ground, breaks his legs, apparently, and that's why he has a cane in Dark Knight Rises. But he was fine <laughs> when he landed the, on the car from an even greater height. It's the weave in the Kevlar yeah. and the memory fabric. It's from the yeah. downgraded bat suit, I guess. But yeah. in this case, he landed on the ears, and they just stuck in the ground. <laughs> and then he was like, "Go!" So there's, I have a lot of problems with this in the fact that, like, there is, okay, he kills, he has to kill Two Face in order to save the boy. That's what everyone brings up in terms of trying to defend Batman's choice here. But I'm also like, there is nothing calling out the fact that he broke his rule mm-hmm. in this entire right. thing. Like that could have been why he quit. For when we get to Dark Knight Rises, That's true, but they never bring actually. that up. People it's don't. Never people up. aren't as like vehemently against that as they were like Man of Steel when he killed Zod, or that Batman like vs Superman big... when when Affleck did it. Yeah. And I was just yeah. like, sure, Affleck uh, killed all those people in there, but there was not like such a big deal thematically earlier about hey, like you know, I'm I have my one rule and things like that, mm-hmm. and, and Joker bring him down to his level because Joker wins. In this mm-hmm. movie, he turns Two Face, and then Batman ends up killing Two Face. What makes it so good? <laughs> that's true. Fuck the man. bad guy. Actually, wins, the Joker maybe. wins, and also the door is completely open for Joker to be like, "Aha! You you were gonna try to take the blame for the fall." Now I get that Ledger was dead, so they couldn't do this. But yeah, I could totally see the third movie if Ledger was still alive, I, being just like, "Ha! You want to take the the fall for it? I can totally poke holes into that and ruin your yeah. little thing." Before Dark Knight Rises came out, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt was cast in it as that character. I mean, him that and Heath character. Ledger, <laughs> John Blake or whatever. Yeah. 
Heath Ledger and him share very similar facial features. And I'm like, if it, I know they would never recast it, but if they did, I was like, get uh-huh. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He'd be fucking great. Anyway. They didn't do it, though. No, that but. had to put a wrench in the works for sure. I'm sure Ben will regale <laughs> yeah. us as to why very soon. Well, yes. But here, uh, Batman takes the rap for dense crimes to sort of preserve the DA legacy. And I'm kind of just like, it's... <sighs> It didn't work for me personally because I I felt like there's so many holes you can pick into it. Joker can call that out. Ramirez, who's the two face, you know, who Two Face spared, can totally do that. And then Gordon's family clearly leaves him in between movies, and rightfully so because he wasn't willing to out the fact that like who actually held the family hostage. I just felt mm-hmm. like it was it was unnecessary for him to take the rap for that and and Gordon's just like you know all the people he put away will go out. I'm just like no they won't because then put them away way back before he had this whole scarring thing so to me it never really quite added up i get the idea thematically but to me this is nolan's thematics kind of getting in the way of realism ironically enough or or stuff that to me kind of was it it just it just never really added up so much Mm -hmm. it just felt unnecessary and it never really had a good payoff in dark knight rises where he's uh you know he's he takes the rap for it but then like then what I'm just like, okay, you could have a whole movie where it's about why this doesn't work. Like, that could have been interesting. Where, like, the SWAT team's after him. Police are always after him. Gordon has to keep the secret. He's having conflicts with his family because of taking the secret. Ramirez, the cop that Two-Face left alive, is having for survivor's guilt. Like, you have so much stuff to explore, and they just... That they final, just crapped all they over. They set it up so well too with that final shot and what Gordon is saying. Oh yeah, he has to run and we're gonna uh, chase. He him. can take it, but clearly he yeah. can't because he quits. Because the next one, yeah, we don't know that at that time. But when that like he's not the hero we need or whatever. That yeah, right. obviously one of the most impactful culturally. Yeah, culture. You know, those, to get those, the title line in the movie. <laughs> those. Ah, uh, he said it. <laughs> he those said lines. Line. Yeah, the, the titular line. <laughs> Uh, man, I, when night. I first saw that, I was like, is this the best thing I've ever seen in my life? I fucking loved yeah. it. I loved the shit out of that. <laughs> that I, still, I mean, I, mean, I still do. I still that doesn't do. win Best Picture. I'm going to kill myself. I was just like, man, this is obviously yeah, that plus the Joker stuff. Is like, yeah. This movie is a whole other level, man. Yeah. But it is definitely like thematics. It got me laid. It is thematics winning out. We don't need to hear about that. I think Taylor, <laughs> my brother you can, you Taylor, Taylor, Taylor listen to this, I hope you don't mind. But Taylor, I think, did lose his virginity around the, this movie, either before or right after it. Thank you, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in this... He, uh, again, math doesn't add up because Gordon says five dead, two of them cops. And I'm just like, who was the other cop? He killed Wurtz. He so doesn't really, kill Ramirez. So really four dead. He should have killed Lau, man. And then, get the calculations going yeah. on. <laughs> again, it doesn't really add up. And I'm like, he ki- and also he doesn't even kill five people. He kills Wurtz. Ramirez is still alive. He kills the driver and Maroney. That's three people. No, those two kids in the car, where they blow up? What? Yeah, when he shoots the cars and the... Batpod no, I'm talking. Out. He's talking Those about. He's talking die. about Two Face. He's talking about Two Face killing. He's like, how do we cover up Harvey Dent's crimes? All right. He's talking about Two Face. Those crimes. kids don't die either. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> that was my problem with that other thing, but we talked about that earlier <laughs> right. on there. <laughs> but uh, th- there have been a few times where Batman does take the rap on um, other people's crimes in order to uh, be more, or or because he has to. So there's a story from the '70s called "The Only Man Batman Ever Killed." where uh, this mob boss gets killed and they he knows that there's going to be a gang war if they find out who actually did it. So he claims that he killed that guy 
and all the mob kind of goes after him instead, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. He's putting the target on his back. He's got to be, you know, whatever Gotham needs him to be. But it, it, to me, it made more sense in mm-hmm. that story. Right. So that's Batman number 301. But I also like the idea of criminals are now scared of Batman again because Moroni's just when he interrogates Moroni after he breaks his leg, he's like, you know, we're all wise to your act. We know you're not going to like break your rule. Well, now right. all bets are off. Mm-hmm. So if there's one, if there's an advantage to this ending, it's that. That's interesting in terms of like the way Zack Snyder approached that as well. Cause it kind of, it makes sense after the fact, you know, I guess. With what? Hi. How he approached what part? <laughs> no, I know. I was thinking, I was just thinking in terms of like how Zack Snyder's Batman was like killing people or whatever, and then what you just yeah. said about how the criminals are now like afraid of him again, right? Stuff. Yeah, you know, with the threat of them being dead, whether or not right. he does it. But then you know, as these these threats start to escalate, then also so does the methods of handling the threats, right? I think, yeah, which is what, and these are, they're not directly associated but the threads are there you know and i think it's interesting how they yeah connect yeah i think so too i i think that the idea of batman killing is sometimes used too much for dramatic purpose when yeah. it's something that we've seen too many times in the adaptation yeah yeah it's just like oh my god batman kills i'm like i we've seen that like you have not had enough movies establishing that he doesn't kill Right. Or where he <laughs> at least enforces that well, because he doesn't really enforce it well over here. Too much tapping, oh. sorry. <laughs> From now on, I'm only killing every other guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the end, Gordon smashes the bat signal with an axe, which is actually in the comics a couple times. There's one comic called Commissioner Gordon Walks a Beat in the 40s, where uh, Gordon has is demoted into being an officer, and Commissioner Vane... <laughs> Not Wayne, but Vane uh, uh, <laughs> smashes it uh, because he's, he's sort of severing the connection to Batman. Uh, later on, Gordon himself destroyed the Bat Signal when John Paul Valley took over the Batman. They destroy the Bat Signal in Dark Knight at the end. Yeah, God, I don't remember that. I guess. Oh, that's it's at right. the very end where he's just like, "You'll, you'll, With you'll hunt axe. me. You'll set the axe. Oh, yeah, you'll, yeah. You'll it's the part of the whole montage yeah. sequence. Yeah. There. yeah, yeah, yeah. From the best movie you've seen in your life. I thought that you would remember the sequence. Man, you know, sometimes <laughs> my memory ain't too good. Four times in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two countries. <laughs> Two countries, four times in the theater, forgot Dude, the basketball. I've fallen asleep during my favorite shows. <laughs> like, it's just, I, it's hard to remember everything. We have one final competition. Oh, shit. Here we go. And it's with Two Face. Okay. Two Face as a one time criminal or as a full on supervillain. Because really, this is the big change was they killed off Two Face. He didn't grow up to become or didn't develop into. Uh, the supervillain in the comics. He wasn't a recurring thing. He, he It was Harvey Dent turned bad, and then he died. With supervillain or one-off, basically? Yeah, basically, supervillain or one-off. They asked Jonathan Nolan about this, like, is Two-Face dead? And he said yes, because he didn't want to have, I guess, Harvey continue and do, like, you know, rob from the Second National Bank and everything, which I think seems like Nolan just read from the 50s comics, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, but that's that was they decided to end Harvey's story here. Uh, again, it works for the movie for the most part, but I mean, you definitely get a whole lot more mileage out of the comics. So. Right. I also think. Save the mic. I also think that <laughs> the there was some, so much more to explore. Yeah. With Two Face, and they got rid of him too quickly. <laughs> it would have been too damn, too damn good. Yes. So, what's your vote? But Batman? the Dark Knight Rises was okay. Um, I, 
What's the question? I <laughs> comics versus movie. One off villain versus super villain. Super villain. I think the whole. I think they built. I, why did they kill him? You know that whole. Yeah, I was like, oh exactly. my god, this is building up so good. It's just gonna. It's like a saga. You know what I mean? It all is going. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but. And then he's dead. And then they do the thing with the face. And I'm like, oh, that's poetic. But he's dead. Yeah. And she's like, ah. <laughs> I wish that he was just unconscious. You know? I think I'm the super villain yeah. as well for me. Yeah. 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 They, it just could have been so much more. So I think it's kind of, it's too much of an oversimplification to just be like, Two-Face just does two-tone crimes and that's it. Like, it, yeah. it, it depends on the writing. Like, it depends on where you take the character. I always thought that Two-Face would be the most interesting as like an anti-hero type or somebody who, yeah. because of the, the coin, it can be good or bad and seeing Harvey sort of turn into somebody who you can't... He'd be unpredictable in a different way from the Joker in terms of, like, you don't know when he's going to be back to Harvey. You don't know when he's going to be doing villainous shit. And even just imagining an alternate universe where he did the fairy stuff and he's trying to prove to the rest of Gotham just, like, there's no point in morality anymore and Batman has to fight somebody who he had all his hopes in, who right. he thought could have been the one to take this over and realizing that he's so far down and figuring out, like, what's why did you go down on this path and I didn't? And sort of seeing the differences between the two of them, I, I think that it required its own movie. And right. the ideal trilogy is Harvey as his friend in, in the first movie, then getting scarred in the second, and then the third movie being the main villain, in my opinion. So yeah. my vote like is... Taking the, the role of Bane, basically. Yeah, so yeah. and it, it would be badass. more emotionally... It may, sure, he might not be as "quote unquote" big of a villain, just both physically and metaphorically. But he would have been bigger emotionally as a villain because that's that For would sure. have been his main friend, and everybody would have been like, "Oh my god, I don't know what's going to happen." And that's to me, that's how you follow up on the Joker. You follow up on with the Joker with somebody who you learn to care about, and the the horrific nature of seeing how far gone he's gone. Mm-hmm. So, I also say definitely the comics, which means that in the Dark Knight comics. Have beaten the movies eight to seven. You saw it here first, folks. <laughs> it was almost good, Nolan. Good, <laughs> good effort, man. Good good try. The so, masks are cool. <laughs> in the, the Dark Knight, I mean, in Batman Begins, the movie won out by one, but in the Dark Knight, the comic has won out by one itself. Oh, yeah. So we will find out in the Dark Knight Rises how that one stacks up, as well as do an overall score among the entire trilogy. Wait, so you do have an epilogue here about what could I have, have an been? epilogue, yes. So, uh, funny enough, despite how spoiler-phobic Nolan is, yeah. Goyer actually teased what their vision for the next two movies was going to be after Batman Begins. Right after Batman oh, Begins. Oh, okay, yeah. So he said, quote, The next one would have Batman enlisting the aid of Gordon and Dent in bringing down the Joker, but not killing him, which is a mistake they made in the first movie. The first okay. movie being the 89 movie. Okay. So that stayed relatively true. Okay. Third movie had a completely different idea, though. They said in the third movie, the Joker would go on trial, scarring Dent in the process, which okay. would then leave Harvey Dent to be the villain of the third movie. So that was the original plan was Two-Face to be the villain at, in the third movie, and Heath was Heath's Joker would have been in both. Okay. And so Boy, it, that would have been great. Dark, the Dark Knight is kind of two movies in one Okay. in terms of what they did. And I don't know how much of that was really influenced by Heath's death because obviously they shot, they wrote it and shot it before he died. Yeah. Uh, but that was the original plan. Whoa, really? Definitely. So the... Holy shit. So Bane's added basically only because Heath Ledger died. 
I mean, I would say so. He, he yes, because Heath Ledger yeah. died and Two Face is dead, so they yeah. need a third villain. It kind of makes to sense. Go into it. Yeah. I bet you the Joker would have come in the you know where Cillian Murphy, where the Scarecrow came in. Yeah. Like yeah, holding the trial. And well, if they were, yeah. If, yeah, if they were to to do that storyline, but if yeah, it was right. the Two Face movie, I'm sure right, we would right, have right. seen a more believable less rushed version of, of right. Joker having more of a hand in, in turning Harvey and influencing Harvey yeah. and, and ultimately turning him from into Arkham first. or something, you know, like, yeah, I exactly. used to fantasize about a scene where Batman would have to go like Hannibal and he visits him. Yeah. And he visits visit him in, in Joker in or Arkham. Yeah, exactly. And you just do Joseph Gordon Levitt in the shadows <laughs> a little bit <laughs> and you just, no, it's, it's not going to happen. Too man. Bad. It's, not it's, happen. Just, it's just so too bad. The idea of Joker going on trial and Dent getting starred by, Turning into Two Face did not happen, obviously, in The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. But it did happen in the 1989 newspaper comic strip that I teased here The Best <laughs> Comics You've Never Read, which is Damn. an upcoming oh, episode that we will dive into. So, just a little preview for that. Damn. Hold on to your butts. That's how you do it. Wait, so that's it? That is it. So, we finally <laughs> finished We finally finished The Dark Knight, everybody. <laughs> took us three episodes. I don't know how long The Dark Knight Rises is going to take because there's a ton of, took us three ton, ton of comics in that one uh, as well. But we will definitely be finishing off The Dark Knight Trilogy <laughs> on here. <laughs> you done? Yes. All right. <laughs> so uh, on social media, I am Ben Juan Ryder, but I also had the Superhouse Instagram on Superhouse Pod as well as the Twitter, Superhouse Pod there. And we are Superhouse Podcast on Facebook. Uh, we wanted to do a shout out as well to a lot of our supporters and followers. So, as usual, Shasta, uh, Cookie Noms, Matt Herring, uh, Alicia, and uh, other followers on Instagram who we have not uh, called on before until now. But uh, Bruno Dot Veloso, uh, Mave Ron One, Paul Sale One Hundred One, Gaspar Retamales, uh, Dio Smooth Kermit. Uh, <laughs> John K. Reagan, I've brought him up before, but his Kickstarter has launched as of this recording, kickstarter.com slash project slash IBD film slash I'll hyphen B hyphen damned. No apostrophe in there. Um, So please support his Kickstarter. Um, Also, Cult of the Batman. We are currently participating in Cult of the Batman's uh, Cult of the Bat Challenge on Instagram where you can see our entries into uh, posting a bat-themed project each day. Uh, also lost in these stories who um, shared with us his uh, Gotham video and uh, was also very gracious cool. about Thank our Cole Vallis episode and uh, Andreas uh, underscore snake who as of this recording day uh, went in and to our backlog and practically liked every single post <laughs> on our Instagram <laughs> who did that again? <laughs> Andreas underscore snake Thank you Andreas snake you yep. rule. You're fucking awesome. Yes. So those are our shout-outs for this episode. And if we missed you in the past, maybe we'll get to you next time. I just wanted to say Daniel Crozier's film on Amazon is called <laughs> Isolation Man. I did some of the camera work on it. You did some research. You I did s- camera work on it. You don't remember the name. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Isolation Man. Uh, sorry, Dan, for the last time, but there you go. <laughs> and please join the Shasta Army on, on Patreon.com slash Superhouse Podcast. I'm Thunderwolf Drew on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, did we shout out Cookie Noms at all? Yeah, I said, you I did. Said cookie okay, noms sorry, but we can do it again. Cookie Noms. Cookie Noms again. That's K O O K I E N O M Z. Okay. <laughs> because some people might not know how to do that. No, I know, how to I know. spell that I know. out? <laughs> they'll spell it out with a C. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. They'll never here, find I think. that. Don't do uh, that. 
And also, uh, take out your phone, open up the voice recorder app, record in that phone. I fucking love Superhouse. Superhouse is fucking awesome. Or something weird and but non-incriminating. <laughs> share that. Press the share button. Email to superhousepodcast at gmail.com. Put you in the episode. You will be on the episode and tell all your friends about Give it. Give us so some nice cold opens. Cold opens. Yeah, man. You know, um, Nothing what do you racist. Call it? Audience engagement, y'all. And I think that's going to do it. Anything we would else? just love it. Uh, on Facebook. Oh, sorry. On Facebook and Instagram, I'm Wolfie Cruz. I got a meme page called Sentient Meme Generator. Check that out. There's only a few there, but I'm be making original memes. It's a new passion. You're in the meme game. Now. I'm in the meme game. I'm, a, I'm an edgelord. Uh, You're an edgelord. And I also have a group on Facebook called the Overly Critical, Highly, wait, Overly Critical, Hyper Analytical Movie Club. Check that shit out. We talk movies all the time. It's really a lot of fun. All of us are in that. I got some shit to share now. Thanks, guys. Cool. All right, and that is it. So tune in next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. Peace out. I'm a vampire now, but... listening to the Geekscape Network.